Hey, this is Steve Campbell from the C3 Church. Thank you for joining us for this podcast. Our prayer for you is that you'll be blessed, equipped, and enabled as you listen to this message. God bless you. Right now, I get to introduce today's speaker, Angie Campbell, who has been a mother of this house for 27, 28 years, which I think is incredible. How many Mother's Day? And so right now as she comes, I would love us to stand to our feet as we honour the Word of God that she's going to bring. We don't do this every week, but let's stand to our feet as we honour Pastor Angie Campbell. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Take your seats. Yeah, it's been an honour, and it is an honour to be mum of the house, or as Meg calls me, mama. You know what? You, we all have to admit that we all have had a mother or have a mother. <laughs> In this Mother's Day, it can feel a little bit strange, a little bit different so for some people who've not got their mothers with them or, or would like to be natural mothers or are not natural mothers. But we have to admit that every single one of us has a mother or had a mother. We have that in common, in common. Uh, You have to admit it. And David tells us in Psalm 139, that's my most favorite Psalm of all, Psalm 139, he describes it in this way. He says, for you created me in my my utmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. And then he goes on to say, I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful, I know that full well. I wondered whether he was looking in the mirror at that point. He was strutting his stuff and kind of looking at his muscles and saying, you have made me wonderful and fearful. But what the, the good thing is that he gave God the praise and not himself the praise. I was at college at one time and I remember sharing a room with a lady who actually loved her legs. She had this thing about her legs. She used to tell me how wonderful her legs were. And I used to think, it's nothing to do with you really, is it? You know, praise God, you've got wonderful legs. But actually the praise needs to go to God because we are wonderfully and fearfully made. He's knit us in our mother's womb. I actually like knitting. I never wanted to confess that for many years. I actually learned to knit at the age of 17. I used to knit for my friends. I used to knit and make all sorts of things. Actually got us through Bible college with all the crafts and knitting and things that I did. And I didn't want you to think that I was a grandma sitting in the corner of a room knitting all the time. But guess what? I'm a grandma, and I sit in the corner of the room, and I like knitting. It's actually something that helps me unwind at the end of the day. You should see how fast I knit. I've actually you know, spent a lot of time with brain power, and then at the end of the day, I like to knit and get my frustrations out there. There's something about having something that's just like a ball of wool that just looks inane, and then creates something beautiful, something that's got purpose. And God knitted us together in our mother's wombs, took the elements and created something beautiful that has purpose. You have purpose here on this earth and God has made you wonderfully and fearfully. You know, I have had the privilege of having three children of my own, natural children. One that is in heaven and I'll meet them when we go to heaven. But three natural children, it's been a real honor and privilege to be their mum. 
And uh, we loved our holidays together as the kids were growing up. Really make the most, I'd say, when the kids are at home. Make memories together. We've got lots of many happy memories. And one real happy memory I've got was when Becky turned 10. Megan was uh, four and Josh was 12 at the time. And we went over to Paris and stayed with, my sister was over in Paris at the time, so we went and stayed with her. And we went to, to Disneyland for the day for Becky's birthday, which is coming up soon, actually. And uh, in Disneyland, it happened to be the 10th anniversary of Disneyland in Paris. So everywhere we went, there were number 10s and all the different buildings. And we told Becky it was all for her, that we put it all on in Disneyland, it was all about her. And uh, we've got a photo. When we also went to Disneyland, after Disneyland, we went to Louvre. We thought we'd be cultured. We'd go and see some art, go and see some paintings. And one way I thought we could engage them in the, uh, the um, gallery there is actually to find their favorite painting. So I asked each one of them to say, come find your favorite painting. And uh, we t I was talking to Josh about it uh, in the last few weeks, and uh, we still remembers this great big kind of raft, and it was to do with the, a war in France and everything, and, uh, and he, he was like kind of taken with that picture. He wasn't sure if it was his favorite, but definitely sticks his memory. We realize it's 20 years ago, that does date us. With Becky, she was really kind of, um, really finding her faith at that time, and it was a, a picture, actually, a painting of Jesus on the cross that really she was taken with. She took a long time looking at it. And for Megan, there was a photo of a mother holding a child. So we've got an image right now to show you. There we are uh, when Becky was 10, Josh was 12, Megan there's four. And hopefully we have the image, the next image, I should check these, shouldn't I, of the photo in the Louvre. Maybe? Maybe not. Okay. The photo that was where the, where, where the picture in the Louvre was with the mother holding the child really, really close. Uh, you, really, really close. And to say that the, when they're little, the emotions that you have when the little ones are close, you feel like you could never let them go. You feel like they're just such a part of your life. But you know, part of bringing up a child is to give them wings as well as roots. And even at the beginning, that our vision is to be what we're bringing those children into and what we want to see them become in the future. We need to give them roots and we need to give them wings. You know, that's a photo there that came up there of my mum. I thought I'd show you a photo of my mum. If you put that one back up there. She was a fun-loving character, larger than life. Everybody she met, she wanted to become friends with. She was always smiling, always happy, always making things happen in the home, which was really fun, always smiling. You know, it's been quite emotional to look at old photos. It is, isn't it, when you look at photos and you think, what, all those, that history together, and it's all suddenly gone. And it made me think, you know, if I saw my mum again, unfortunately, I won't see again here on this earth because she's no longer with us. Um, I, what would I say to her? What would I say if I just had one more conversation? Would it be, thank you, mum. Thank you for raising me. Thank you for the sacrifice you made. Or maybe it would be, I love you. I didn't tell her very often. She didn't tell me very often. The last time I spoke to her, she went off to Ely Station and I waved her off. She'd been for the weekend to visit. And I wish I'd said, I love you. I wish I'd said it. I can't take that back. But like, you know, today I'd encourage you, if you've still got your mum, 
even if you're estranged from her. Take today to be the provocation to say what you'd like to say to her. Whether it's I love you, or I forgive you, or I miss you. Say something today for your mum. Take that moment. I wonder if you've got the image here with my sisters. I don't know whether that's up there with my family. Okay. My mum was a larger-than-life character, a big influence on me. And there I am with my three sisters and my dad. My mum was turning 70 at that point, a lot, quite a while now, a long time ago. But, you know, I've not only had a physical mum, but I've had many spiritual mums in my life. And this is the thing you see within God, within God's family. Not only do we have biological kids, but many of us have spiritual kids. I believe I've got many adopted kids that I've taken into my world and that I've nurtured and I've grown. And I myself have had many spiritual mothers. And I've got some images of my spiritual mother. My first spiritual mother was my Sunday school teacher before she became my mother-in-law. Beryl Campbell um, was my first spiritual mother. She taught me how to love the Word, how to love the Bible, and to always trust God. That was Beryl. And then my second spiritual mother was a lady called Clarine. She actually was uh, our first uh, pastor in uh, the World Church, and she'd come over from Guyana. Ivor had gone over and, and done some mission work there, and she'd become a Christian. She came over to the UK and brought a family up in the world. And she became a spiritual mother to me when I first got involved in ministry. So Clarine, she showed me what it was to stand up for what you believe in, to really stand up for your faith. It wasn't always easy, but she stood for her faith. Another lady that has been a spiritual mother to me is a lady called Margaret Stunt. Some of you may know her. And the thing that I feel the lesson I've learned from her is to do it afraid. Go ahead and do it afraid. Don't let fear hold you back. Do it afraid. And then I think of Anne Webster, part of C3 here, particularly when I first moved here to Cambridge many years ago. She was a real mother to me, a spiritual mother to me. And one of the lessons I'd say from Anne that she'd show me through the years is to always care, always care, always love. She's been the one that's given me gifts and remember birthdays and Christmases and she's not, not the reason that I love her, but she showed me her faith and she showed me her faithfulness and her steadfastness. When people have walked away, she's been there and she's been like a mother to me. And I'd also mentioned Val, a lady called Val Burroughs. I remember one time I was ill in hospital and she came to visit me and she said to me, God will use this for good. I didn't want to hear those words right then. I didn't want to be in the situation I was in. But she said, God will use this for good. And he did. And God has been faithful through that. I remember Val for that comment, for that moment, and for many other conversations through the years. Well, Val has been faithful. Spiritual mothers who show me what their faith is. You may not be a physical mother, but you can be a spiritual mother. See, mothering is a high calling. It's not the only calling over women's lives, but it is a high calling. And he does call us, each and every one of us, to love one another, to serve one another, to weep with those that weep, and to rejoice with those that rejoice. 
You know, I always thought about what is mothering all about? And there's this beautiful verse in Proverbs 31. It says, her children arise and call her blessed. Her children arise and call her blessed. If we can have mothering in our attitude, if we can have mothering that we have an attitude of mothering of the people around us, then the children under our wing, we want them to arise. We want them to grow. We want them to flourish. We want them to become all that God's got destined for them. We want them to fulfill their potential, whether it's physically, emotionally, spiritually, relationship, relationally, we want them to arise. And we want them to arise and call the mothers in the house blessed. We want them to know where the blessing comes from, that it's because of God in your life that they can see the blessing of God in our life, that we share faith with one another, that we encourage one another, that we support one another that we give wisdom to children, not only just natural children and younger children, but children who maybe are just people who are more vulnerable than us, people who need that support, people who feel like they're on the edge, feel maybe they're just walking into faith and they need help finding faith and making them understand faith, helping them on the journey. We can help them to arise. We can help them to grow and to be strengthened and to flourish. You know, in order for people to arise, they have to feel safe. And we can put that context around them to help them feel safe, to look out for them, to remember them, to text them, to message them, to look out for them in the room and remember the the appointment that they had or the interview that they were going to, to the help that we have a community of one another, helping one another to arise. You know, I do think women are particularly good at, at this They're particularly good at looking at the person, finding the people who are on the edge, tucking them in, drawing them in, bringing them into community. And I think women have a real sense of what is is happening in people's lives. And often they position themselves really well. I remember the women that went to the tomb after Jesus was resurrected. And they went after Jesus had been on the cross. They went to the tomb to see where Jesus was. They wanted to to uh, prepare the body. They wanted to be there where Jesus was. And they went to the tomb. And they found that the tomb was empty. And there was an angel there that spoke to them and said, you will not find him here. And I I love the comment of the the couple that was walking along the road to Emmaus. They they marveled on the fact, on the road to Emmaus, there was a couple who was wondering what had gone on. And there was a third person with them. They were telling all the story of what had gone on in the last few days. And they make a little comment about the women. They say, our women amazed us. Our women amazed us. I love that. I love the fact that there were people walking along the road. They actually were talking to Jesus, but didn't realize it. And their comment was that our women amazed us. I love the fact that whether it's a couple or whether it's two men who are walking along, they championed the women. They championed and encouraged the fact and honored the fact that the women were amazing. The women had gone in faith. And those days, the women's testimony was not taken as if it was anything important. But the women were prepared to be where Jesus was going to be. They were looking for Jesus. And this couple thought that women were amazing. I'd love to have a real culture where men 
are amazed by women, and women are amazed by men. You see, in the society, men and women are in competition with one another. Where men and women often vie for attention for one another, or they bring each other down. People of God, let's have a culture where we're amazed and we're encouraged and that we support one another, male and female together, walking the road together, finding faith together, that we can help each other arise in our faith, arise in our faith, calling and knowing where the blessing is coming from, from the presence of God. So how do we, I'll close with this Little thought, how do we help children to arise? One thing we can do is we can intentionally train them. Proverbs says, train the child in the way it should go, and when it is old, it will not turn from it. Right from early young, be intentional how you train your children and you bring faith into the home. And you know what? Monkey see, monkey do. If they see you read their Bible, then you'll know that the Bible is important. If they see you pray, then they'll know that prayer is important. But praise God, not only is it in the home, but it's also happening in kids' church. Praise God for our kids' church. Can we give it up for kids' church that really support our kids? They do a great job. They really do. You know, we also can pass on our faith through the generations. Grandparents, you have a real key role in this. I love the, the thought of the grandmother called Lois passed on her faith to her daughter called Eunice, who passed on her faith to Timothy. And it tells us in 2 Timothy that they're persuaded that Timothy has that faith too, from generation to generation to generation. You see, we love being grandparents. In the natural, Steve and I are now grandparents, and it's a wonderful thing to be. We're all spiritual grandparents as well. We've got many people that have come faith on the generation to generation. You know, when uh, our little granddaughter here, I'm going to introduce you to our little granddaughter. This is Indigo Brave. Here she is. Say hello to everybody. Say hi. <laughs> She's looking a bit shy now. <laughs> There's a smile. This is always a risk, isn't it? Is she going to steal the show now? Yeah, probably will. She's called Indigo Brave. And when she was dedicated, now this isn't why her name was chosen. I had to make this clear. Josh and Katie chose her name. But when she was dedicated, I was praying for her and thinking about her. And thinking about a lady in the Bible called Lydia. And this, ba this lady, Lydia, was a seller of purple. And indigo is a colour, and it is kind of a purpley colour, and probably actually a colour like my jeans today is it's indigo. And this lady, Lydia, sold purple cloth. And I thought, wouldn't it be amazing if indigo was like this lady, Lydia? You see, in the scripture, it says she was a worshipper of God. And the Lord opened her heart, and she responded to Paul's message. She became a Christian. And then her and all the members of her household became Christians, and she invited them all into her home. So she was a worshipper, she was a Christian, she was a businesswoman, she was, hospi she was a hospitality person, she was an influencer, um, she was a persuader, and she became a church leader. And I thought that was amazing to, to see a role model and prophetically to pray that over her life. And what I'd love to do right now is to pray over Indigo. 
but see it in the sense that we're praying over each and one of the children in our room now and those in watching and those who are part of our church, that God will allow them to arise and that we can be part of their rising, that we see their potential in God fulfilled. As we see role models in the scripture and as we pray over them prophetically, that we believe that God is going to invest in them. So let's just pray for Indigo. Lord God, we pray for Indigo and for all the children, Lord, in this room and from watching online. Lord God, we pray that they will know that they are loved by you and they are loved by many. Lord, we pray that they will know who they are and whose they are. Lord God, we pray that you will rise them strong. They will be leaders in the house, Father God. They will be influencers for you, Father that they will have their place in this world, they will stand strong, Lord Jesus, and you will give them a community around them to help them to arise, to know you in a precious way. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen, amen. I'm gonna hand over to Katie right now, who's going to actually encourage the children. The children in the room have got something really special for us. If all the children will come to the front, and we're gonna help the children to know that we know that God hears their prayers as well as he prays the adults as well. Amen. Come on, can we thank Angie for that word? Sophie, I'm going to welcome you. As the kids and youth come to the front and they're going to pray in a second, I'm going to hand over to Sophie, who's going to lead us first in a prayer. Um, So Sophie, over to you. Thank you, God, for mothers and all the ladies in the world who give us much joy and kindness. We pray that you bless all the mothers who have raised generations. We pray that you would give them more that you would give them wisdom and strength. We pray that you bless all the ladies who are a blessing to others. We pray that you let them know that you're always with them and they shall not fear as you are the light of the world. In Ephesians 1, verse 17 to 19, it says, I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. And I just want to pray this for all the women. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Thank you, Sophie. Amen. 10 years old, what a prayer, 10 years old. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We pray it's been a blessing to you. Why not share it with your friends and family through social media? If you're not on the regular podcast list, then why don't you subscribe? Thank you especially to those that give. If you want to give to this ministry, you can go to our website, thec3.uk slash giving and get involved. God bless you.